But here, on the very rim of known space, justice is a long way away. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian. Joining me, as always, is your co-host, Spaz. I am a meat popsicle. <laughs> nice. Uh, your co-host, Julie. I am a really bad cabbie. <laughs> we all. It takes practice. Uh, your co-host, Thorsten. Me too. <laughs> and your co-host, David. I need coffee. Lots of coffee. <laughs> uh, Jacob can join us right now. He is a bit overwhelmed with university. So everyone send uh, Jacob your smartest healing vibes, your smart vibes, whatever he needs to get through all the stuff he's he's got in uh, university right now because he's got a lot on his plate. So hopefully he can join us next week. Uh, but, yeah, we totally get, I mean, why he's not here. So hopefully he can... Hopefully things settle down for him soon, because yeah, I don't I don't miss university. I do not miss that anymore. Oh my god. Uh so friends, for the first time in a long time, we have a guest. It's been a while since we had a guest. Uh, because I just haven't had the bandwidth mentally for guests. But with this guy, we had to bring him back because we're welcoming back Jasper Paul, uh the developer of Taxi Knot. Which, if you know me, anything about me at all, you know is one of my most anticipated games. Uh, Taxi Knot has been on itch for the last, what, two years? Because we had you on about two years Three ago. Years. Three years? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had you on about two and a half years ago, so it must be a, at least that long. Um it's been on itch for the last three years, but tomorrow, as we record this, September 15th, 2022, it is coming finally to Steam. So as soon as I heard that, I'm like, oh my God, we got to have Jasper back on the show to talk about this amazing game. Um, so Jasper, for folks who might not know what taxi Knot is, can you give them the elevator pitch, please? It's like uh, a, a space taxi sim uh, adventure in an open big galaxy. And it's a uh, big, it's a big, big, big galaxy. I've got um, huge. yeah, I've got a few hours in the game at least so far because I don't want to play it too much because it's still early access. But I have at least I think four or five hours in at this point, and I've never I think I've only left the first planet once, but I didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> I just left to see what would happen, and then I just went right back. Um, but the first planet itself is big and populated and full of things, and folks, this game uh, has. Yeah. Like how how big does this game get? Because it's got lots of star systems with lots of planets. How big does this game get? Um, I think. Let me think now. There's about a hundred and twenty thousand star systems, <laughs> of which I I think of which ninety thousand are populated. Oh my god! The, the <laughs> other ones have only gas giants or something. <laughs> oh my god! That's holy shit. Yes, yes, that's a good way to put it. Holy, holy cats! That by the prophets. I'm trying to replace uh, one fictional set of expletives with another set of fictional expletives. So by the prophets, that is huge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my God, uh, and yeah, like I've spent so much time just on this one planet. It amazes me that there are so many others, and that you can go to them. And it's it's kind of amazing, y'all. 
Because, um, yeah, as Luke says, I love space and I love games that have taxi missions in them. You know, like any game that has a taxi mission in them, I want to play that. And the fact that you have made your game entirely about that just just tickles me so much. And it's such a big game. And you've made it feel so huge. I love how you can't just get a hyperdrive and fling about wherever you want. You're just in a taxi. So you have to book passage on what is it, either a ferry or a liner? Am I remembering that correctly? It's it's there's Yeah, two- yeah. There's so there's, there's uh, tra- transport is for short distance and there's galactic liners for longer distance uh, travel. Yeah, and sometimes yeah, there might not be a liner going exactly to where you need, so you got to do some multiple ferry hops. I think the game. Yeah, told that's it. yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Oh my god, I love it! I love it so much because that just makes the f- game feel huge, which it is. But the the fact that you not only that, but um, you've made it feel so alive as well. Thank you, thank you. That's great. Thank you. No, I, yeah, just, I, I oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I've done a lot of work on that, trying to make it feel uh, bubbly, so to speak, instead of dead. But, uh, <laughs> oh no! It, yeah. I mean, I love that the uh, I love that you get like a little alerts on your control panel. You have like a radio station going with little alerts. Um, I I I love that. Like, if you crash into another, uh, if you crash into which happens a lot when you're first playing, folks. It, this game takes practice. Uh, <laughs> when you when you crash into another ship, uh, if you're looking at the stream, those gray things, those aren't birds. They look like birds. Those are other ships driven by like actual people. And if you hit them, they'll charge you a fee and yell at you. And so, <laughs> I, I love that. I love that because uh, it, it again, it makes the universe feel so much more alive. It's not just like oh, I hit a thing and nothing happens. No, someone's gonna yell at you. You're gonna get mad, and <laughs> it costs you money. So there's there are several consequences, and I also love was it I don't know if this is a new thing or not. I like when you uh, hit somebody, and you get like the road rage attribute <laughs> for a little while. Yeah, yeah, you you get increasingly annoyed, and as you get more annoyed, it costs you more when you get annoyed by somebody again. So it's sort of, and after a while, your annoyance decreases and it goes away. You can also do other things to make it go away, like have a drink or take something that will also calm you down. Oh, really? (laughs) That's amazing. And I love how, uh, folks, I'm trying to explain the game. I'm gushing about the game, but I'm also trying to explain how much there is to it. Like, I've only seen a tiny bit of the iceberg, but even on this one planet, there is a ton of stuff. There are bars, there are hotels, there are, like what are some of the like like what are some of the uh, buildings you can land on and interact with in the game? Like just it's mainly uh, Yeah, it's mainly like diners, bars, uh traders which sell all kinds of items and equipment, uh motels for sleeping. Um Yeah, that's the main ones. But there's all kinds of special, unique places that have other things, right? And I, 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 and so and so, folks. When you're flying this game, it's it's a tricky. I'm I'm going to admit this. It's tricky. You can't just. It's not like WASD. You're you're following the mouse and you're using your mouse wheel to um to control your speed, and you have to avoid other other craft. So. It, it takes a bit of learning to learn how to do that. 
You don't stop. Yeah, I can't, Go ahead. I, I can't tell anymore whether it's actually still a little bit... I don't know whether I've gotten so good at it. When I play it, I don't have a problem with it. But it's also something with the mouse. If you have a mouse that has like a clicky mouse wheel, that's very handy. But if you have a smooth mouse wheel, it's very hard, I think, to... I only experienced this myself recently when I played it on somebody else's computer, that a smooth mouse wheel makes it hard to distinguish between what point of the speed you're at, you know, one, two, or three. That's kind of makes it harder, actually. So I don't know what I'm going to do about that. But uh, that's that's something I never realized. Can I just say, uh, for anybody who's ever seen any of the Star Wars movies on the capital planet, where all these spaceships are like on the, in the streets, crisscrossing, one above the other, I've always wondered, I said, how do they avoid crashing into each other? And now I know, well, the new drivers like me probably don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's only the on Yamo, the first planet. It's only the birds that really are a big problem. I think the the other people kind of stop for you as well. And on most planets, that's actually normal. It's just that Yamo is a bit of a what's uh, I call it a shithole well, <laughs> that I, you start on. I have yet to leave Yamo, but I want a steam achievement for the most accidents and the <laughs> most people who demanded to get out of my cab. Oh my god. <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually a great idea. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I, I looked at achievements, but the, the integration into the Steam uh, API is a bit complicated, so I'll have to do a lot for that, so I don't know whether that's worth it for me, but there's achievements in the game itself. If you go to your house or your home and you click on the lounge, there's a little icon with uh, like a trophy and that will show you achievements and also give you kind of an idea what's what's in the game at the moment. Yeah, I had one guy I refused to, he wanted to go to the other side of the planet and I refused to let him out of my cab and refused and he kept like, <laughs> let me out, let me out, you let me can, out, let me you out. You can do that? Yeah, I refused to let him out of the cab. <laughs> I and didn't know you could do that. <laughs> when we finally got to where you're we going, it's like he jumped out of the cab and runs. Yeah, that's right. They slowly get pissed off if you take too long. And then they possibly run away when you land somewhere. Yeah, I had one guy tell me to get a fucking move on. Like, use you, he actually cursed me. <laughs> oh, is he still that in it? I, I think so. Oh, I think so. I thought I, I thought I removed a lot of it because I saw somebody play it on YouTube and it just, I'd never realized. I thought it was funny, but it looked brutal. He was constantly being berated <laughs> by a thing that I had programmed. And I was like, oh no, that's too much. So I've toned it down, but there might still be, yeah, I don't know. What can I say? One of the earlier passengers I had, and uh, and it wasn't until, until Brian said, you know, just look to the right of your screen and click on the thing that says spaceport. And I kept trying to find it by just flying around. And he kept saying, look, I'm late for work, okay? I'm late. I finally said, look, get, let me out of this cab. Do you know where you're going? And I said, wow, I felt really bad. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's great, though. That's great. That, that's great that the game, like, 
made you feel that way in a way, you know, I, I really, I really oh, appreciate that, you know? <laughs> absolutely. Because, you know, if I was new to driving a camp, this is how it would be, you know, <laughs> like, where did you, someone once asked my grandmother, where did you learn how to drive in a cow pasture? And she said, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm planning on adding some stuff where you can intimidate the passenger back as well maybe oh. shut them up for a moment oh nice so. <laughs> oh great idea uh, that is great that's great so i did want to ask one thing about yamo here because it's your first planet are those birds are being controlled by other people i believe uh i, I, re I don't remember are those actual birds or are those like Bird-shaped ships. Yeah, I don't remember. No, there's there's supposed to be little yeah flying creatures with somebody sitting on them or something. Oh, that's so why you can't, like, that's why you can't see them at night because they don't have because they're actual creatures and they don't have running lights. Um, yeah, well, I gave I gave him a little blue bulb, but it's not much. It's not. <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> I, I, you, you, I, can, you can buy uh, what you call that uh, night goggle, night vision goggles, though, at the traders often. Oh, you can. Oh, I have to get those because yeah. yeah, the game has a folks. The day has the game has day and night cycles, and flying around without those night vision goggles uh, at night makes it with these dark kind of gray birds. <laughs> it makes it very hard to get around without hitting them. And I think in my second attempt, uh, I hit like three of them and I broke my, I think I either cracked my windshield or broke my windshield or something like that. And then I tried to pick up a fare and the guy looked at my cat. I was like, Nope, <laughs> I'm not getting in that. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> now, now that you mentioned it, I wonder if there would be, I'm not sure if there is, but I wonder if there would be an upgrade that maybe puts a highlight around them at night. Uh, well, sort of like an outline uh, that makes it easier to spot if you buy the upgrade. Well, there is, there is the night vision goggles that creates... Well, if you use them, you'll see it uh, makes the background all sort of greenish or pinkish, depending on which one you buy. And all the little flying objects will stand out. You'll see them very clearly then. Oh, okay. okay, that's good. I have to figure out how to buy that because I'll tell you right now, making money is not my specialty in this. <laughs> I know you're supposed to make it, but I'm not good at it yet. Uh, I think I think my best run was three fares. Um, ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Sorry. And, and then yeah, um, I'm I'm actually thinking of putting some uh, difficulty sliders in the settings as well. That's probably a good idea for for newer players. Yeah, it's probably a good idea yeah. because uh, it's a ch it's uh, uh, and the thing is, I don't feel even hitting things. I didn't. I never felt like it was unfair. Like I always knew it was on me because I would forget I could pause the game just by clicking it. You know, I would forget I could do that. And then I'd do something in the control pants. Like, wait, what? I hit something. Oh God, damn it! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you. I do that. If I get into a panic, I pause the game immediately and kind of see what's going on and then make a decision of which direction I'm moving or whatever. That helps yeah, me. Yeah, that's not what I started. Anything. Yeah, it took me a few hours to learn how to do that. I'll be honest. It's like I started doing that maybe three hours in. I'm like, oh, I should pause and then figure out my next move. Because it, uh, fo so folks, if you can see the stream, there's two, there's two main areas to this game. There's the, 
big view, main view on the left and the icon intensive control panel map, everything on the right. Um, the nice thing is if you have your cursor in the main view, which, you know, controls your ship, just clicking it pauses the game. And then you can just click on anything in the control panel to do whatever. But pausing the game also like gives you a second to be like, okay, I got to slow down and move over here to avoid those two birds coming at me. So it's, it's very useful. Pausing is very useful. I didn't realize that until uh, several hours in. So I don't know if you want to add something like that to the tutorial or something. Uh, I know you mentioned pausing the tutorial, but like, I didn't even think. I, 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 <laughs> to be honest, it says exactly what you said. I think. I think it says exactly. Pausing is very useful in the game. I think it says that. To be honest, and yeah. but this might just be a me thing. I constantly forget about the tools available to me in a game. Constantly, if it's not right in front of me, I will forget it's there. This, I this, suppose there's a lot to take in as well. When you look at that screen, it's a lot. There is a lot. I, can't, is. I, I can't see that anymore because I've seen it so much. But yeah, I imagine if you see it the first time or whatever, it's overwhelming. It, it, it can be, but you have a lot of tool tips for your icons and everything, which is great. And, was, and yeah. the pausing is also nice. Was someone else about to say something? Did I interrupt someone? <laughs> No, but I know he can't do it because you'd have to rewrite the entire game, but I want, like, weapons on my cab. I want to blow those little bird things, now that I know that they're actually beasts, right out of the sky. Oh, no. now, there, there, there are weapons. There are a lot of weapons in the game, actually, but you just don't have them in the beginning. As I suspected. Uh, also, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, We talked yesterday about that in, uh, in, in the admin uh, as a, as a channel, and uh, so I what? suspected that weapons will be uh, 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 something at one point. Another point I want to mention is uh, I just watched uh, on uh, the, the stream, and uh, I was very surprised how my, how many times, Brian, you actually managed to avoid a, a crash. You were pretty lucky in your in your it, gameplay. It, it tells you. I tell you, it takes practice. This uh, this this. This footage is maybe after playing the game for a couple of hours. Like I record this after playing on my own for a couple of hours. So it's, it's practice. And <laughs> excuse me. So there really is weapons at one point I can stick like a shotgun out the passenger yeah, what, window. What, what are some of the weapons you can get? Um, there's uh, like uh, all kinds of things that stop other, it sort of captures uh, another ship and it holds it still for a while then there's the usual beam weapon there's a sort of a gatling gun there's a, there's a thing that creates sort of a blast around you and moves everybody away from you ooh I want that one um, <laughs> if you're there's also personal weapons so there's like guns hammers axes and all kinds of things to beat people with that you run into or where you land Oh wait! That's so there right. are weapons for your taxi and weapons for your, your person. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, that's great. Yeah, in the beginning, it's all kind of brutal stuff that you could get at a hardware store, like hammers and machetes, and then <laughs> you can get like lasers or you know, there's a couple of things. And can you use those on passengers if they get unruly? Yeah, you can. You can kill him as well. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, you can kill your own. Oh my god. 
<laughs> yeah, you can. I mean, if that's the sort of thing you're into, <laughs> I'm happy to oblige. <laughs> oh, you can be a serial killer cabbie. Wow. Kind of, yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Dexter, the cabbie. <laughs> oh, my God. That's can amazing. I- Aside from the fact that I've only seen it in one movie, so it's kind of an unusual combination. Where did you get the idea of space and taxi cabs together? Um, well, I, I was already I was working on a, spa- a different space game, and uh, one night I was relaxing and watching uh, Taxi Driver the movie, and I thought that's actually a great setting for uh, a space game. Because I was kind of struggling with, given the game I was working on, kind of grounding and purpose and something that's a bit different than the usual sci-fi game fair. And I was watching a movie and I thought, that's actually great. The taxi, it also gives a clear kind of mission that you're constantly on and a way of, you know, grinding points or whatever. But that's where that comes from. That's actually pretty interesting because I really thought that uh, it reminded me of, of, of exactly this movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in the beginning. I don't know, did you guys ever go to the Moon Man? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, he says, in the first time you talk to him, he says this bit, and that's nearly straight from Taxi Driver. Oh, really? Robert De Niro's in it. Yeah, Robert De Niro's in it, and he gets sort of depressed and they tell him, oh, go talk to this uh, cabbie or this other taxi driver. He's sort of a mentor of the others. He's called the wizard in uh, Taxi Driver. And he talks to him and he also says this thing like, some people are lawyers, others are... Uh, I don't know exactly what he says, but I got that from uh, Taxi Driver anyway. It's sort of a wink at Taxi Driver. And there's a couple of other things in it as well. But Wow. I've never seen Taxi Driver. It's always looked a bit intense for me. I, I've never gotten around to seeing it. I know it's, I know it's universally lauded, but I never got around to it. Next time I pick up an an angry passenger, I'm just going to turn around and say, "Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me?" <laughs> I should put that in it. The ability to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You totally should. <laughs> so you say that the first planet you're on, uh, Yamo in the Yamo system is kind of a shithole. What were like, so what is like the, like if you went to a really nice planet, what would you like? What are some of the big differences you would see there? Would you see more places to stop more expensive passengers and fares? Like what would you Um, see? What would you see? The fares probably will be about the same, but uh, you'll have yeah more traders, uh, more bars, more places to land and to be less traffic and the, and the traffic will be all nice they'll stop for you stuff like, like the other ships some of the ships do this on yamo they stop when you uh, approach them um but that's basically it and you might get more yeah more pickups you'll get as well because on yamo you have to fly around for like a minute or so until you see a new fare somewhere popping up on other planets there can be like loads of fares available there's oh, also nice. a thing called uh, landing platforms. Yamo doesn't have them, but you can land on them and then wait. They cost money, like, I don't know, 20, 80 voodoo or whatever. And if you land on them, you can wait about 10 minutes and a passenger will show up. 
sort of like a taxi rank. Oh, so like a ta- like taxis waiting at the airport type of thing. Um, yes. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, the- then again, like there, there's also planets that are worse than Yamo because they have uh, criminals or other creatures that harass you. Oh or gosh. Certain certain weather conditions that aren't nice, or there's all kinds of things like that. So, if so you, reason to oh, have a weapon. <laughs> reason to have weapons on your on your cab and on your person. So it, yeah. So your cab can get attacked by other other people and like stolen or whatever. Um, you can get robbed. They'll try to follow you. Is one of the main on on a lot of planets. There's little tugs that try to uh, ca- capture you, and then they'll try to take all your uh, voodoo, all your money. But they don't take the cab. They just take your money. They don't take the cab, no. That's fair. I we mean, don't. yeah. But money is money seems like a very hard thing to come by. So I, I could see how that would be like kind of devastating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to try get in the beginning. You're paying fifty percent of the taxi company as well, and then you have to try and. What helps is if you get passengers that don't know. Uh, their own destination so they don't know where it is because you get bonuses for that so if you're on Yamo and you're just doing local trips on Yamo it helps to just buy up all the place information that you can buy at the various landing sites because if you do know it and they don't and you bring them there I think it's already a thousand voodoo bonus just for that oh wow I didn't know that okay so you go to the information place and you buy up all the information that you can. No, n- oh, no? not that the information, because oh, the information oh. is expensive. But uh, if you go to like a bar and talk to somebody, they'll know directions to some things. Some of them oh. will be placed. And they only cost like 10 or something. Oh. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't know you could do that. Okay. I'm going to start yeah, doing that. <laughs> If you click on any NPC portrait, you get a list of things they can talk about or they know about. Oh, see, I've only talked to the Moon Man. I I never talked to anybody else, so I should make a. I got <laughs> talk. To, I got to talk to more people. That's really all there. I got to get over my social anxiety and talk to more, <laughs> talk to more people. It is a bit hostile. In fairness to you, Brian, it is a bit... (laughs) They're not nice, are they? (laughs) Well, they always want money for a conversation. So that that as default (laughs) is not nice. That is like, oh, you want me to talk to you? You got to pay me. Like, how devastating would that be? Like, I will only talk to you if you pay me. Like, oh, God. All right. Am I that awful? What's wrong with... Yeah, these these folks will only give money... Uh, in exchange for uh, there's only this fo- these folks will only chat if you exchange some voodoo with them, uh, but that is a great point. So it makes sense to stop at all the little places to talk to people and get information about the places and stuff like that. You know, yeah, oh. yeah it does. Yeah. Also, similar for other planets in the system, you can get directions to those two, and then maybe have a bit of more information of what's on there and stuff. Oh. So in uh, maybe, sorry, sorry, um, yeah, maybe I should kind of do it 
YouTube tutorial myself or something. I don't know. It would make sense. It would make <laughs> yeah. sense. Like beginner, a lot of developers do like a beginner tips video, you know, that kind of thing. So that might be pretty, especially yeah. for a game. Uh, Cause there is so much going on in this game. There is so, what is the engine you're using again? There's no engine. It's pure uh, Java AWT. Oh, wow. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, you did this whole game in Java? Yeah. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. So yeah, it's I, really not uh, no, I was gonna, I was gonna say, does that give you more flexibility than say something like Unity to pack as much as you have into this? Yeah, and also I was I'd be worried about certain things being, you know, it's nice in the beginning when you use an engine because everything seems easy, but then if you want to do it slightly different, it can get very complicated very quickly. Ah, but so, and also I want to have fun with it. I just wanted to program something myself kind of from the ground up. I mean, I, it's just a thing I like. It's kind of amazing because there are not a lot of games that are this big. Uh, that are also this small with a footprint uh, as a in a drive footprint. You know what I mean? Because what? This is not even a gig? Am I remembering correctly? It's not even a gig in size? Yeah, it's like 400 megabytes or something. Yeah, it reminds me of Starflight, uh, which was this huge galaxy on two low-density five-and-a-quarter-inch floppy disks because they, <laughs> they used their own programming like you did. They used their own programming basically to make this massive universe and like because so many games like are like especially a game as big as this one like take up gigabytes and gigabytes and gigabytes this takes the fact that this takes up less than a a gigabyte is just astounding especially given how much is going on you know it just amazes yeah well thanks i think i think just though uh, in fairness it's because with other games they often use 3d models and textures and stuff that really bulks up the uh the footprint there i think with yeah, me voice it's acting, just you know, yeah. it's, it's little images and i don't have voice acting either exactly yeah yeah voice acting takes up so, I, I don't i think in a lot of cases voice acting takes up more space than graphics i think in a lot of oh, cases really? i think i think sound like music and voice and everything can take up even more space than graphics in a lot of games. So, uh, so and yeah, it definitely depends on the game. It definitely depends yeah. on the game. Absolutely. But, uh, but you got, you got good music in there though. I do like the, uh, the music and I like that there's a decent amount of it as well. Uh, thanks. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's uh, way enough. I'm going to try and make some new tunes with every update. I think. But, oh, uh, nice. Yeah. I just didn't get around to making more, but yeah, I did my best. <laughs> no, and I like how, like, there's a radio station that tells you what the name of the song is and everything. You know, I really like that. It, it again, makes the universe feel a lot more alive. Uh, Fernando asks, are the maps generated? Uh, yeah, they are, but they're, uh, yes, they are. But there's certain, there's like a, they all have a certain type, and that type determines what kind of things you see on that map. Right. So Yam so like Yamo might be is Yamo always the same, for example, or is Yamo different one place? No, uh, well 
it for everybody at the moment it's the same but as i add content to it yamo will look a bit different for new players not for you guys but for new players it will look different once a planet is established it should look pretty much the same unless i make some massive change to it it still shouldn't be a problem but places might be differently layout and then the, the map might look different yeah, it's basically going to stay the same. Yeah, it kind of makes sense to have at least one place be static, you know, uh, to, to let people, like, talk about it and share tips and stuff the, like that. That, that it, makes sense. Yeah it's, yeah, it's more like the, the, the placement of Yamo, whereabouts it is in the galaxy, uh, and the type of sites that are on there, that's all kind of static. But the actual where water is, where not, how big it is, and where different places are actually located, that can be completely different. Nice. Yeah, very nice. And sometimes I had fun just flying around, too, and watching all the other ships fly around and stuff. I, I love how busy uh, this planet feels. And, I again, I've, I've played five or six hours, and I've really not gone to another planet, so I have no idea what they look like. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh... I can maybe I can make a little script for you, and you can uh, try uh, some other things out. Just something that gives you loads of warp jumps and stuff. Okay, you can fly around a bit if you want. Wait, so you can buy like a warp jump if you want to, uh, so you don't have to yeah, use. Yeah, a- and uh, yeah, the Moon Man will first teach you how to easier get off planets. Have your own uh, uh, what's it called anti graviton charges you use for that. And then he will tell you about how to get warp jumps uh, in an easier way. Oh, so you can go on your own from one system to another. You don't have to take Oh, yeah, it. you can. Okay, I didn't no, know that. No, you don't. I did not know that. Because so far, I've only heard about the ferries and the liners. I didn't know that there was another way to move around. It's great, yeah, though. It I mean, but it's great that, like, if, a, if, if it's great that the player has that many options. Like, if they want to use the warp jumps, they can. If they'd rather use a ferry, I guess they can. You know, if yeah, they want to. Yeah, Initially, actually, I had it only for so you sort of could get... So I could make a story out of that bit of getting warp. At the time, it was called warp course. Out of getting warp course. But then I just made it a main part of the game as well. All the transport and what is it? Assisted departure and all that stuff. And I made it a lot cheaper as well. So it's actually feasible to use it. Oh, see, that's great. Cause, cause players love having options. And so that sounds, that sounds like fantastic. And especially in a galaxy this big, you're going to want to have a lot of options to move around. So that is, um, or a universe this yeah. big, excuse me. <laughs> There's, sort of teleport things too and once you get your own home that you buy properly homes can come with like uh a, a, what's it called a, a warp beacon which allows you to warp to your home system from anywhere in the galaxy oh. or it can even have a teleporter or stuff like that oh that's nice that is great because <laughs> your home is- takes a while to get there though yeah <laughs> i i admit <laughs> Oh, I'm sure it's probably takes a probably takes a ton of money. Um, yeah, I, I think the I think Fernando, the exploration, if I'm guessing correctly, the exploration will come from taking the jobs uh, that the fairs that will take you to places you haven't been to. 
That that's my reckoning. I don't I don't think you're going to want to just go out there on your own without any kind of money coming in. Because <laughs> you're always going to want to have money coming in. <laughs> uh, yeah, the idea is kind of that you you save up for a while and then you do maybe a bit of exploring and you can just sleep at motels and eat at diners. And then when, once you start running out of money, you just go back home, uh, refresh and, you know, grind some mo- money again. And then you do the same thing again. Sort of like that. See, that sounds perfect. That, that sounds utterly perfect. You know, because I, I love games that have both exploration and taxi missions. And so it's like, here we go. <laughs> this is the entirety of this game. That's why it's one of my most anticipated games, sir. Because you've, you've basically tapped into something primal that I just absolutely adore. <laughs> yeah, great. Thank I'm, you, Brian. I'm a, I'm a bit uh, surprised now because... Uh, uh, how should I put it? it I, I mean, it looked very complex uh, uh, from the first looks already, but what I'm hearing now, uh, the game is uh, is uh, really gigantic in in, in complexity. If uh, if I get you right, that's great. Um, it is big. It still has a lot of work to be done on it, but um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in it. Like it's been, I don't know. I think I started in 2016 on this project, so it's been six years. I've been basically working on it nearly full time. So, well, I mean, I'm not the best programmer or anything, so things take a while. But yeah, there is a lot of stuff in it. Well, I think the nice thing about indie game development is that if you're open and honest about your expectations and whatnot with your uh, with your fans and your players, they'll give you all the time you need. You know, they like, like what's that one game star sector, Starfare, whatever it's called. Star sector, yeah. star sector. Oh, it, yeah. it, it was Starfare, but now it's star sector. Um, that's been in quote unquote early access since 2010. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and, I always look at the, sorry, go on, Brian. No, no, go, go, please. Um, I also look at this game and I will forget immediately the, what I kind of have in mind for Taxi Not is sort of something also like, uh, I don't know if you know this game, Case of Cod. They seem to be in early access oh, eternally. Yes, it's yes. like a roguelite thing, and they keep just adding syst- little systems and places and content to it. It doesn't really matter, you know, whether the game is completely done or not. They just keep adding stuff to it. That's kind of what I want as well, to be honest. Caves of Cud is an... Folks, if you've not played Caves of Cud, it is an astounding thing. It is... I've never lasted more than half an hour in a run of game because it's... Uh, but Yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> it's a brutal game, but the systems and the depth of that game is... Whew, and, they, and you're right. They just keep regularly adding stuff to it. You know, it's it's really amazing. Um, so that's a really good model to follow because it seems to be working great for them. You know, it seems to be working really, really great for them. Um, but uh, yeah, I've also uh, I've done a lot of work on making it moddable as well, but it's not documented hardly at all. There is in the 
install package in the doc folder, there is a little example of how to create your own little planet and add it to the game. Oh, wow. But that's about it. And you need to know or be willing to learn Java kind of to use it. So, so yeah, I wouldn't get too excited, but I don't know. So Maybe if someone, somebody... Sorry, if someone wanted to mod this into a Star Wars game where you're a taxi driver on Coruscant, they could do that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Now you know someone's going to do that. You know someone's going to recreate the Star... At least I hope someone's going to recreate the Star Wars universe. You, can you imagine being a taxi driver in the Star Wars universe? <laughs> like, I, like I had two stormtroopers as a fair today and a Jedi yesterday. <laughs> well, you know, the, uh, the new Lego Star Wars game uh, actually does have a taxi service on, the, on uh, Coruscant. Really? Yeah. <laughs> There are taxi stops, and you can call a taxi to go to another fast. It's your fast travel, basically. Terrific, terrific. Yeah. That's is that the what the Skywalker saga is that that the one? Yeah. Uh huh. Right. I had to pick that up at some point. <laughs> but uh, you yeah. know, I did have a thought though regarding uh, Brian not knowing about pausing early on that you could pause the game. Maybe it might be something that you would see. In the tutorial, which you do, but maybe after your third crash, you get a reminder. Hey, uh, you seem to be crashing a lot. Did you know that you can pause? Oh, that's a good idea. That's oh, yeah. That's okay. A, that's yeah, that really, does sound good. That's a really great idea. Yeah, I can, can definitely yeah. do that. Yeah, that, that would give the players a, oh, yeah, this is a reminder that you can do this. And... This is why the you know this is a trigger for that situation. Although, although as you say it, I'm taking it, uh, and when it happens, it could also piss somebody off because it could be really pedantic. Like, <laughs> I see you're crashing a lot. You know, it could yeah. piss somebody off. Yeah, it could be the other driver <laughs> yelling at you. Why are you crashing so much? Don't you know you can pause? You son of a bleep bleep bleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you work it into the dialogue somehow, that could also be an option. Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't you pausing, you son of a beep? You know. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be communication from the company. You know, if you want to. Oh, that too. Keep yeah. Your cost down. Yeah, if you want to keep your costs down, it might help to pause when you need to do something and you're not able to. To uh, directly pay attention to where you're going. Oh God! Clippy so, shows up and reminds you to. <laughs> there you go. I see you, Cabby. 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 Uh, I see. I see you're crashing a lot. Do you need? Do you want to learn how to pause? Got my ad Clippy action. Uh, but instead of Clippy, it's like Cabby or something. You're right, like some Cabby dot exe. I want I want Clippy as a passenger now. Oh sh! Like the actual. <laughs> <laughs> it seems you haven't been able to avoid other vehicles. Would you like some help with that? <laughs> So I'm definitely going to do something with that. Oh, that sounds great! Yeah, if you keep crashing, he's a fa- he's like the only fare that that'll take you. <laughs> it'll, it'll yeah, like- actually, that that might be a good idea to have it as a fare so that you it just shows up oh, as yeah. a fare. Yeah, 
Yeah, actually, I can do something with that. Like, where you actually, you're not allowed to take other fares until you take this course with Clippy or Cabby or whatever. It teaches you again how to fly a cab yeah, in a yeah. very pedantic fashion. Yeah, but only after you crash. Like, if you crash enough, he'll be the only fare that shows up, and it's the only one you can take. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, it could be like that as well. Yeah, they're, they're all clippy. <laughs> oh, it's terrific. But I guess you can't use Clippy, so you got to use something. I don't know what, because um, I don't know if Microsoft would come down on you for using Clippy. Like, like. No, I, I do think calling it Cabby and having it be a like a it, taxi cab with eyes. Yeah, like an anthrop- <laughs> anthropomorphized cab. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. You can have it be Cabby because on. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Star Trek Lower Decks, but they have Badgie. Which is, oh God, if, if you haven't seen Star Trek Lower Decks, just, it's worth getting Paramount for a month or two just for that. I'm not even kidding. It is worth getting Paramount Plus from, I don't know if they have Paramount Plus in Ireland, but it's worth getting Paramount Plus for a month or two just for Lower Decks, you know, and, and they have Badgie. Lower Decks. What was that? I haven't even heard of Lower Decks. Oh yeah, it's their uh it's an animated Star Trek show. And it's in its third season right now, and it is oh. so funny. If you know anything about Star Trek, they oh my god, it's so funny. I do. Yeah. If you're lucky you're even able to to get it on Amazon or or uh Netflix in Ireland. Oh, that's right. Okay. Cuz things are a little things are I I mean yeah, because on because on some because here it's on Paramount Plus, but yeah, m- maybe I think in England at least it's on Netflix, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think know. you can get Paramount here without a VPN or something. Oh, even then. but it might be on a different service over there. It might be on like Netflix or Prime or something, mm. depending on. I'll definitely have a look. I, yeah, I have both. Def- so definitely have a look because oh my god, Lower Decks. <laughs> so that's the Lower watching Decks. the original series again not long ago. Oh, nice. Very nice. I, yeah. I've, been, I've been trying to get the wife interested in watching the original series, and I just can't. Like, like next, yeah. <laughs> like next gen is her first, and that'll probably be the oldest Trek she ever watches. Um, so no original series, yeah. no, an, no animated series. And, I, I, and she loves Lower Decks. I'm like, if you watch the animated series, you would get 20 to 30% more of the jokes in Lower Decks because they call back the animated series a lot in Lower Decks. And uh, I'm like, if you watch the animated series, you would laugh harder at Lower Decks. And she's like, nah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't force it. Um, yeah, I my daughter and I watch both Next Generation and Voyager, the whole, the whole series together. And then I said, let's watch the original series. And she was out pretty quick. <laughs> what about these? Wait, wait, wait. What about these Space Nine? What about these Space Nine? Uh, yeah, we we tried that too, and also it didn't click with her. Oh, uh, that's a shame. Oh, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's a shame. That's the best one. It does. Yeah, I know. I, well, the first. I haven't se- even seen it. Oh, uh, the first season. If you want, I can send you a guide on uh, which episodes to watch your first time through and which episodes to skip. It makes it a lot more bearable your first time through. And uh, okay. and then yeah, and then on true. your. On a subsequent watch, then you can decide to watch all of it. But, uh, yeah, the guy that uh, – I think I linked that one a long time ago. 
Yeah, the me- it's ago. on it's on medium. It's called uh like it's like it's called D Space Nine and eighty two and a half hours, I think it's called. And it <laughs> it lists only the episodes you should watch your first time through. And it's and I think in season one there's only like six episodes that they want you to watch your first time through. Because season one is kind of rough of D Space Nine. It is it is not the easiest thing to watch. Um it is very uneven. I'm trying to remember what the last bit we actually watched was. We did watch a good bit of season one, I think. Maybe even a bit of season two, but yeah, season seasons I one and two know. are a bit uneven. Like uh, like Jose in the chat says, there are some amazing episodes in season one or two, uh, but there's also a lot of garbage. <laughs> I wouldn't say garbage necessarily. Okay, not but garbage, yeah, but you know, weak. it's weak weak compared way to weak. the rest of the show. Yeah. And and uh, the trick to that is that they were still finding their footing, and it took them a couple of seasons to really work into it. But there were some great episodes, like Duet. Yeah, yeah. from season one. Oh, yeah. my God. One of the yeah. best episodes of Trek, period, I think. Duet? Um, Which one is that? Duet is uh, uh, basically... It's, it's hard to describe it without spoiling it. Cardassian uh, comes to the station... And uh, yes. <laughs> sorry, I thought I heard knocking at my door. He, he is. Uh, he is. Uh, <laughs> it sounded like that was it. Cardassian <laughs> comes to the station. The sorry. <laughs> yeah, Cardassian <laughs> is is uh, thought of as being a war criminal. Yeah, and and that's a setup for the episode yeah. without without going into it any further because yeah. that would okay. be on territory. It's a very okay. it's a very Kira heavy episode, which is why it's one of my favorites because. She's my favorite character in all of Star Trek. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, there are a lot of... D-Space 9 gets so good, but you gotta... You gotta suffer through a bit of it to get there. <laughs> but it's worth it. Because you get you get multiple wars and some of the darkest, best episodes of Trek, period. And some of the best characters and some of the best arcs in Trek. Character development and racial development. Oh my because- god. Because even the Ferengi and Klingons get a lot of racial development. Oh my god! Yeah, cultural and development, character yeah. development. Yeah, uh, as as far as that goes, and character development. Even some of the side characters get more character development than most main characters do in their own series. Yeah, agreed. Oh my god! There's an episode in season seven that focuses on two side characters for like almost the entirety of the episode, and. It's one of the most moving episodes of Trek you will ever see. Uh, it's called It's Only a Paper Moon. Oh, my God. Um, so, so yeah, I will, uh, I will send you that guide because it makes uh, going through DS9 your first time. I know. Sorry, folks. Tangent. I know, but <laughs> you, you bring well, up. Well, one of us kind of like space taxis. So, yeah, uh... you bring up Star Trek. We're going to talk about it. I mean, that's just. <laughs> It's it's such a big part of many of our lives that we're gonna talk about it. Uh, Have you mentioned the word after that? Nothing else is discussed for two hours. I mean, oh my god! I I I think one of the most dense podcasts we had was talking about Star Trek games because there are so many of them. Well, there used to be. There aren't that many now, sadly. But there are there are so many Trek games and. They're all over the place. (laughs) 
Some God, of them are really, really good, dude. Yeah, there's so many amazing ones, and then so many that are just garbage. <laughs> and I'll use, I'm using the term properly that time. There are so many of them that yeah. are just garbage. <laughs> yeah, I anyway. tried Star Trek Online long ago. I don't remember why, but... <laughs> Probably because it was free. I <laughs> yeah. I uh, didn't stick around long anyway. I don't know. That's not unfair. It's it's that 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 game is like I don't know if antithesis is the word, but it is very emblematic of the unevenness of Star Trek gaming. Cuz you have the one part of the game that's really great, and then you have the other part of the game that's not so great. And and they're they're so intertwined, you can't do one without doing the other. It's like, "Oh, okay." So, yeah, I've I as much as I love Star Trek, I've never lasted long with Star Trek Online either um, because half of the game is amazing and the other half is not. <laughs> and it's just a goddamn shame. So anyway, so Taxi Knot. Yeah, so, um, so I guess speaking of larger ships, when you're flying around the universe, are there just other taxis or are there smaller ships around or will you see like military like battleships and larger ships flying around mm, not so much but they are there like in one of the systems early on in the main quest if you main storyline you can see uh, bigger battleships there in that system but yeah yeah actually actually to be honest uh, the space part probably needs a bit of work and needs a bit of love it's a bit silent now in space there are other ships there but could be a lot more interesting, I think. Well, that does that also kind of makes sense because space is vast and most of it is empty. Uh, so that does kind of make sense, but I see where you're coming from. I mean, it would make sense to have a lot of the action on planets for a game like this. Um, uh, yeah, but, but I see where you're coming from. Make space a little more vibrant. I get that, but I do, I do. I do want it, as you say, yeah, I do want that feeling of <laughs> sort of emptiness in space. That is important. I do want to keep that. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm never going to make space like the planets are or something like that. No, no, that makes sense. I mean, it makes sense to have a little bit of traffic in space. Like, not everyone's like going to be going orbit. to space. You know, yeah, like in the, orbit maybe, but not necessarily. Between planets or between systems, there's going to be a lot less traffic. You know, so that, that does make sense. Um, because space is fucking huge. <laughs> what did Douglas Adams say about space? You may think it's a long walk down to the chemist, but that's just peanuts to space. <laughs> yeah, I, I made the systems, I don't know, well, you haven't been off the planet a lot yet, but I made them like 13 times bigger or something. It used to be very small. I think it made the game feel a bit Nintendo-y or something. I don't know. <laughs> so I made it a lot bigger. No, that's good. That's good. It should, it should feel it, like, cause, cause when I went off the planet, uh, I had a fare that was on another planet and I forgot about the ferry. So I was just like flying around. I'm like, wait, it's that it's how far away. I'm never going to get there. <laughs> I got to go back to the plan, dump this guy, <laughs> which is what I did, <laughs> which is exactly what I did. Um, but yeah, no, it felt really big just from looking at the map. It felt really big, which is nice. Like it's supposed to, so um, it would be easy yeah, to forget. It would be easy to forget that it's more than one planet when you're flying around on this one planet doing all these fairs and whatnot. It would be easy to forget that it's um, <laughs> that it's a massive universe. 
Um, yeah, I just I just spent the last two years making the whole main quest, and you guys are still on Yamo. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it, I'm fine with that because I love flying around doing the missions. I love the grinding, so I don't mind that. Um, but yeah, the what, the the main quest is finding a bird. I think right. Oh, <laughs> or someone named Birdie. It's a character called Birdie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. It's, a, it's a friend uh, named Birdie. Right. I don't um, know if you ever saw the. I, at one point, I posted a picture of my wall that all these, like the whole big map of the main quest on it was huge. So I finally have that finished now. Oh, that's amazing. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> yeah, was well, a big thing. I honestly love games where there's a main quest, but you can ignore it for a while if you want to and do your own thing to grind oh, and yeah. do missions and stuff. I love that. Like, I've never finished a main quest in an Elder Scrolls game. Never. I've done thousands of side quests, and I've played with the main quest a little bit, but I've never finished the main quest in a... In, a, in an Elder Scrolls game. So, yeah, I don't mind the ability to, like, oh, there's a main story. I can do that later, you know. Um, so I, I Yeah, like, no, exactly, I know. Yeah. I like that. Do what they want, of course. Exactly. I like that. Your game has a lot of freedom. But it, it so I, I love how your game is, is. It is a sandbox. It is a big sandbox. But because of the nature of being a taxi cab driver you have guidance you have fares you have missions uh stuff like yeah, that so i, I love I try that. to keep it i try to keep it away from what other space games already do well or not so well you know trading and all that stuff i try to keep away from that as well i just want to focus on that particular atmosphere of being a taxi driver so which is great because no other I, I can't think of another space game that has solely focused on that i mean there are a lot of space games that have taxi missions in them along with other types of missions of course but uh um, yeah it's not like you're it's not like you're starting and then trying to run your own company you know? yeah yeah this isn't your you this isn't european taxi simulator um no there's no uh, <laughs> there's no company management uh, ultimately or something like that or where you're building up an empire or something right, there's nothing like that you just eventually buy your own cab so you can keep all of the fares that's I'm right guessing. yeah right yeah you get you get a better home yeah right. and stuff like that and you, you maybe discover more interesting planets and you feel more and more connected to the universe as you go so hopefully yeah that's perfect. That's what I want. I mean, I've only done some fairs and flown around and stuff. I love spending time in this game because even this one planet just feels like like I could see myself wanting to be a taxi driver in real life in a, on a planet like this. Like in the future, I could see myself wanting to do this job. So well done there because you know, you. just spending time flying around Yamo and getting a few fares and whatnot was a lot of fun, but now I'm going to want to stop at all the places and talk to all the people, which just gives me more to do. I was, I wasn't even doing that. Cause I'm like, why would I do that? I just want to get fares, but no, now I have a reason to do that. So, so you just gave me more of a reason to be more connected to the universe is talking to people. So that's freaking great. Yeah. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> I, I love it. I have to say, it's really at the top of my list of anticipated games. No pressure. I'm not trying to put pressure on you. 
I don't go at that. <laughs> it's just my own personal excitement. <laughs> I'm not putting you on like space game junkies, top 10 upcoming bullshit game. You know, I, I don't do that shit. But um, <laughs> if you ever want to do something like uh, write a little story for it or a character or something, just tell me. Oh. I'm very, I'm very open to that kind of stuff. So. Oh, oh, okay. Just open Pandora's box. Oh, you're gonna have a passenger that wants to be an aspiring YouTuber that's been invited to, a, invited to a, to a local branch of Google Inc headquarters or something like that. I don't know. I'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah, but something, uh, something like that. Yeah. You know, we've talked about the game, but. And I wasn't here two and a half years ago when you were last on the show, but we haven't talked anything about the developer. And I was kind of wondering something I often wonder with, you know, indie developers that are on is what first made you want to do game development in the first place? Did you just wake up on a Sunday with nothing else to do or you're just something that was always a driving ambition? What attracted you to the whole thing to begin with? Uh, that's kind of, you know, that could be a long and boring story. It's definitely a bit of, there's nothing else to do, <laughs> but it's also, I've been, I've been a software developer since 1996 or something, but you know, normally for like web companies and I don't know, uh, controllers for fridges or all kinds of stupid stuff like that. And then eventually I just really wanted to make a game. I was making comic books and sort of like poetry books and drawings and stuff first. And I was more getting into an area where I wanted to make sort of an interactive comic book where you explore the world. And then, I don't know, then I just thought like, why don't I just make a game instead? So that's, uh, yeah, that's kind of how it happened. Have you considered taking the game mobile? It seems like it would lend itself to that. Um, yes, and I've also looked at, as a starters, to Steam Deck and stuff, how that, but uh, I think the resolution of mobile devices isn't really high enough for the game to be played comfortably on that. Also, playing it with a gamepad is very awkward. Um, partly because of that, I'm thinking of uh, putting in difficulty sliders where it's less... Uh, busy or so it's more easy to play with a gamepad when that becomes possible but uh, what's also problematic on mobile is that uh, real uh, oracle java so to speak isn't really supported it's uh, android java which is different oh okay it's the same language but there's a whole thing with libraries that you use and that have i don't know uh, you know uh that's somebody else's property and blah, blah, blah. It's different anyway. See, I always prefer big screen telephones. And this is the kind of thing that I could see myself whipping this out while I'm waiting for somebody to come back online in a boring business meeting or something. Yeah, how, but even on a big screen phone, like that side, con, side control panel would be just so tiny on a phone. I don't know how you Yeah, would. you're probably right. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. that would translate well over to a to to a smaller screen. Like even a Switch with its big screen, I don't know if that would work very well. It may not be practical. Yeah, well, I don't think it you, would. Even you can have a pullout just like you do with the main, uh, just like with the, do with the main menu. Oh, maybe. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. If the the main menu, you mean that it slides out from the right? Yeah, it slides out. Right. I don't know. It's just it was just a thought because it's I'm really big into mobile games sometimes as well as PC did you, games. Did you did you try the widescreen uh, option then? Did you? No, uh, I don't have a widescreen monitor. There's so. a widescreen. Oh, no, I mean, yeah, but it's sort of it's unsupported sort of because on some planets the it affects the frame rate on some planets. I don't know, oh. but uh, you can turn it on in the settings, and then there's the the men the menu sort that you have on the right with the map and all the icons that slides to the right. Oh, and screen. And the whole screen is your main map view, basically. But oh. it's not really a supported thing. So when does the map come into view? When you pause it? Like, if you pause it, does that one, does it slide back into view? Is that what happens? There's a little, like, a little button on the side. Oh. If you move your mouse over it, the, the menu just comes out and the game pauses. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. Yeah, it's still too bad. I can definitely see how it could work on mobile, but yeah, just the way I designed it, it's actually kind of impossible because of the resolution and stuff. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't see it being very practical on mobile, honestly. No. Well, it's fine. Just, it's fine. Not every game has to be on mobile. I mean, it'd be great. I, I just wanted to say that, despite the fact that I kept crashing into absolutely everything, <laughs> I, still, I still found the game very relaxing. Oh, oh, good. Great. That's great. Yeah, I could yeah. see that. I could see that. There's kind of a there's kind of a pacing to the game that is not stressful. You know, and Yeah, uh, I I was hoping that. Yeah. So I could I could see this being a relaxing game. I could totally see this yeah, being Especially a now on Yamo where you can go home and just uh eat and recover for free and all your damage is repaired at your home for free that, and all that. That is really nice. The case. Yeah, that is really nice. That you that was not a thing last time I played. So that uh that is really nice that you added that. That'll definitely make approachability for newer players much easier. Um yeah. I think. Yeah. Now, it was kind of brutal the first version, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh so I wanted to ask, if you're in the main view and you pause, can you click on buildings to see what they are? No, no, there's no, that's not there. No. Okay. I'm I'm working on the scanner where you can scan uh, other ships. Oh, okay. See a bit more, but so if you want to know what a building is, you have to actually land at it. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's fine. Do the symbols on the Do the symbols on the building actually mean things? There's like a spaceport symbol is always this. Uh, uh, um, yeah. is always that. Yes, a spaceport is always the same, and information is always the same. Um, but on a particular planet, uh, there might be like three or four different icons for bars or something. But on the planet, they're going to be just those three and four over 50 bars or whatever there is on the planet. But it, another planet might have different icons again. Uh, okay. So it makes sense to explore a little bit, land at places, get information, talk to people, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. And you can... Yes, and you can also see in the directory at the side of the mini-map, you can kind of see, it, it. I think it says what it is. Right. So it might say it has a type like bar or diner oh, or... So, from, sorry? No, I was going to ask, if you land at a place, does it get added to that directory on the side there so you know where it is? Yes, that's oh. right. And you can, also, you can also, in the galaxy map, there's a filter 
and you can find any type of place uh, oh, you know great. that you've seen before and stuff like that. I have to say, I, I love the UI. I love how you can scroll the map. I love how you can scroll the destinations uh, with your mouse wheel. Um, I, I just, I love how icon heavy it is because it's very clear. You know, to, to, to me, I got to say, I love the UI. It's a great UI. And uh, the fact that oh, you can, thanks. and the fact that you can pause at any time and manipulate it just makes the game that much more, again, approachable. And I'm sure that'll really help newer players. Um, hopefully, hopefully, of which there will be a lot tomorrow. Speaking of, yeah, you mentioned the sliders, uh, <laughs> difficulty sliders. Uh, one of them might be that you turn collision damage off, or that it's, uh, you know, maybe something like a very low chance to actually cause damage. <laughs> and yeah. And then that way, if you know, baby difficulty, so to speak, uh, yeah. where if you have a child that's playing, I don't know, I don't know who would necessarily want uh, very young kids to play because of the the subject matter, but still, you might you might have younger kids playing that uh, might have a little less patience for things like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm. Uh... There's already some, uh, believe it or not, like you have a little uh, a beginner's lock item in your panel that already makes the damage from birds less. Or that thing, like you say, there's a chance of damage occurring. That chance is less if you have beginner's lock. Stuff like that. But yeah, a slider. I'm also thinking of a slider to make prices, uh, things cheaper or ex more expensive if you want. All prices are kind of based around a uh, sort of an average daily income for a normal taxi driver. So I can change that sort of yeah, pretty easily. So I'm, I might make a slider for that too. Oh, nice. Yeah, that would probably, probably be very useful for uh, newer players, especially. Um, I would like to take the subject to another point. Um, what are your future plans uh, for the for the game? I mean, you, uh, uh, as far as I got it, you uh, begin with 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 early access. What are your plans, actually? Well, um, I'm I'm planning to like bring out a significant feature update about every three months, at least for the coming year. And after that, depending on how I do, I might have less time actually to work on it because, you know, I'll have to start making some money somewhere else. But I probably will be working on it for many, many, many years and adding stuff to it. Um, awesome. I do want to, oh, I do great. want to make it sort of a uh, like a version one, that's sort of a standard, where I think well that could stand on itself alone as a finished game. I do want that, but basically I'm just going to keep adding stuff to it. Great. Uh, does anyone have any que more questions or should we start wrapping up? Okay, we'll start wrapping up. It's been over an hour. Um, so, uh, Jasper, I want to thank you for taking the time to come back on to talk to us, especially with your game coming out on Steam tomorrow. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, folks, if you're unaware, again, the <laughs> Oh, sorry. Uh, if you're That's unaware, the thanks for having me. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Brian. No, it's my it's 
doing this without a camera leads to interruptions. And what are you going to do? I mean, you know, none of us are using cameras, so it's just going to happen. You know, we, tr- yeah, we try to lag as well. Oh, is there? I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Now that's probably on my side. Oh. Um, but anyway, that's going to do it for our episode uh, this week, folks. Again, the game is Taxi Knot. Uh, it comes out on to Steam Early Access tomorrow, September 15th, uh, 2022. Or today, if you're listening to this when the MP3 drops, uh, or if you're listening to the future, it's already out on Steam. Go get it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ta- it is really something special. It is definitely something unique. Uh, I'm really enamored with it. I, I love it to death. Uh, I encourage you to check it out. Uh, what is what uh, is it, is going to be the same price on Steam that it is on Itch right now? Like seven ninety nine. Yes, seven ninety nine. Well, depending on what uh, region, right? You are Steam is very. There's a whole list of regions that have different prices. So, eight, but yeah, in the United States, seven ninety nine. Eight bucks US for this massive, massive game, y'all. It is a steal. My God. Uh, just a st- this game is huge, huge. Uh, so next week on the show, we're going to welcome. We have another guest next week on the show. We're going to welcome back the developer of Rank Warmaster, which is a uh, mix of space and planetary combat and city building, which is interesting. Uh, and tomorrow we'll see you back here for our final entry of EF two thousand, in which maybe I'll make it back to base in one piece. I don't know. Uh, Jasper, again, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to us. Uh, great, great chat, everyone. Uh, thank you everyone in the chat, as Thorsten just said, uh, for being as, as active and inquisitive as you are. We love you. And with that, oh, and, and finally, please get vaccinated if you haven't already. We all need to get vaccinated. So please, if you haven't already, for the love of God, get vaccinated. It's the only way we'll all, as many of us as possible, we'll get through this. Uh, So thank you so much, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.